thanks for tuning in to the chomp cast it's been a while since i've done an official opening it feels a little weird but we're doing it we have a special episode for this month that we're doing uh Last month, we did a show where we were talking about our most anticipated games, and it went on much longer than we anticipated it to go. And from that, the longest conversation by far was the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth conversation that we had amongst us. And in that moment, I realized we have to do a hype show for that game because uh, we had a lot to talk about. So we're going to do that for this month as our episode. Um, I'm really, really excited to talk about this game. There's a lot to unpack already, and the game hasn't even released yet. But before we do all of that, we got to get into some basic intros um, to make sure you know who you're listening to, because there are going to be a lot of voices. First, we have uh, the extraordinaire himself. He was just dabbing on camera. We have Josh Fowler piping in uh he was just dabbing it's it's you you cough into your elbow not near your hand there it's josh was dabbing and doing nothing else i will hear no other explanation josh was dabbing like i don't i don't understand why you ascribe me this youth i have no claim to <laughs> uh well you know what you're trying to relive the glory when dabbing was a thing mm. you know josh actually so I know you're really into basketball. Uh, there was a player the other day who hit a shot, and he went to ultra frenzy like ADHD dabbing down the court. And uh, I couldn't help but think of you because hmm. all you ever do when I see you is dab. It's true. It's nothing but dabbing here. It's <laughs> I'm going with the bit now. It's 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 no you, longer. You, you're... <laughs> your your kids walk in and they're like, Dad, when are we getting dinner? And you're like, Check this one out. Uh-huh. And you're just dabbing. Uh-huh. But we're so hungry, Dad. <laughs> call me Dab from now on. Don't uh-huh. call me Dad anymore. Just call me Dab. Yep. <laughs> I like the varying degrees of faces that I'm looking at in just disgust and dismay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say that out loud. What? What was wrong, Dabby? No. <laughs> <clears throat> That's why I wanted you to say it out loud. He wanted Choke. to hear hear you call him Dabby. Yeah. <laughs> Dabby is a free elf. <laughs> I love the way she wrote a class of slaves that just liked being slaves, and so it was okay. Yeah, and they love dabbing. That's the that's the version I remember. I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's how I, I remember it. Yeah. Well, Josh, I'm glad you're here. Piping in just now was Rich, who was absent last month. Uh, we were able to wrangle him in today. I'm very happy you're here, man. Good to see you. I made it. I'm proud of you. Yeah, that'll can pass. You, can you can you give us? You can't pass. Uh, can you give us a little window into where you were at last month? What were you doing? Uh, I don't remember. That's a legitimate answer. I don't. Pass. Pass? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all over the place, man. Um, oh, international. International love. Yeah. I wasn't international, though. Oh, okay. Just just bailing. Just national. Just na- just local. 
I'm just, local. I mean, not local, but not international. I'm a local man. Okay. I, do, I wouldn't put it that way, Ray. Um, I would. Is that what it was? Did you skip us no. for F1? The season hasn't even started yet. The season starts next week. Oh, you were doing your F1 hype podcast last uh-huh. month. That's what you were doing. I don't – I like, here's the funny thing is, like – Yeah. I it's couldn't a very even long spe- tailgating season going into I F1. couldn't even specifically tell you why I wasn't here. <laughs> like, I, the brats ready two months in advance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really do brats, you know, because the raises are, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, What's wrong with a 7 a.m. brat? Uh, my body would reject that uh, in a fucking heartbeat. That's why uh, you gotta start. About, that's why you gotta start at six a.m. with that crazy frog guy. You know, like throwing his junk out. So, so you're ready I'm for the seven a.m. brat. I'm allowed to send your frogs again. <laughs> um, but like three times a year, uh, when the race is at like two in the afternoon, and you can have a beer, that's a nice time to be having. Too many U.S. races though. I don't know why. I my 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 mind was back at my previous joke where I said, uh, if you said your your body would kill you if you had a broad at 7 a.m. And I said, from your mouth. So I was still thinking about mouth? how you put you huh. put brats in your anus. Huh. And I There's thought There's a that's, lot going on there. Hmm. There's a weird amount going on there. Hmm. <laughs> There's a lot. Go, and also going in there. Hmm. In and out. Like, it's almost a human centipede. <laughs> oh, in, in and out doesn't do brat, brats, by the way. I haven't been to in and out in a while. Last time I was in L.A., I've never gotten to go. It's Me fine. Neither. Me neither. It's literally fine. They is serve sharing Five Guys. It's sharing a burger th- place. I like is Five it, Guys a little bit more. Is, is little, it better than Five Guys? Like that. That's always what I, I wonder. I think it's a little lighter than Five Guys. Five Guys has better uh, fries. Yeah, five I'll agree with that for sure. No fries. But sharing the lack of in and out love because neither of us have ever been is Ray. He's also piping in from. Uh, New York. Absolutely not in and out is where he's piping in from. He's not piping in from LA. An undisclosed the, location. The newest of York and, and an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. That's right. Parts unknown. It could be the city, it could be the state. Oh my god, am I like the ultimate warrior from parts you're unknown? Exactly like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> in that great. you're insane. The, and they, they literally have the same body build. That's one hundred percent true. Also, you guys, I just realized you guys have the same face paint. Oh, I'm also about to die. And you've been talking about the lawnmowers, fill the spaceship with the rocket fuel. You know, you know what's sad is my only my only knowledge because uh, Josh was talking about this before the show. His, about the uh, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, one of his family members, yes, really. One of his family dying. members getting into Death Note, and. Uh, he had to explain all the new metal and screamo love that we had in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. My only knowledge of Ultimate Warrior, besides he was a wrestler, is that he had this brief show with members of Asking Alexandria where he was trying to get them on the right path because they were partying too hard. They were drinking and mm. doing too many drugs, and Ultimate Warrior was going to teach them how to live a straight-edge lifestyle. Because most of his brain knowledge. had already been destroyed. Okay, no, no, so he was trying to do a scared straight show, yes. much in the uh, 
Maury tried doing this too. Maury yes. Povich tried oh. doing this. And whatever happened to Maury? Oh, he actually retired. No, I. Okay, so I can tell you right now, Maury is a fixture in my household. He's on twice a day. He's on He's my at uncle. like noon and four. <laughs> I would love if Maury was your uncle. <laughs> Oh, he retired in 2022. Wow, he's 85. God damn, you'll, we're dude. You'll see him at brunch. <laughs> no, and look, he's look who he's married to. Look who he's married to. It's What's, actually uh, his work. Pretty, pretty famous news anchor, Connie Chung. Yes, oh, yeah, I didn't even what? know that. <laughs> Connie Chung is my aunt. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm gonna stop just because we're we're already ruining this for yeah, yeah. the real. Yeah, we, the it's real been a good two I'm, hours so far yeah, in this intro. Right. I, I, right. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stop just because this yo. happens because we don't do this that much anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But but we have real reason. It's gonna get worse in a minute. What we have real <laughs> reason for this. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I am pausing uh, my microphone now. Rich giving his glowing endorsement. Uh, <laughs> coming, coming back for he appreciated this it. Wonderful episode. He did smile. I love it. Uh, we got Morgan Barnes coming in hot. Morgan, it's good to see you back in action. How you doing, buddy? Woo! Coming hot. Mm-hmm. I like Dad that. Dad hot. It's I've I've risen from the graves of fallen sword chomp members which i guess is really just me and fish <laughs> r.i.p fish That's right. his grave is still undisturbed um it's well, great you you left his grave which is why it's now undisturbed i mean you, you, yeah. you climbed you in there for a little bit with him. well i defiled it a little bit as i as no, i do um as anyone would little, do a little you're you're trying to feed him uh you're trying to feed him a little bit of uh panda express but yeah he was, <laughs> that's a deep there. that's that's a little bit that's a deep cut right there a deep lower cut um i know yeah. that's the first thing that popped in my head i was like oh damn i don't know if i should make that joke i mean it doesn't have to be that I, deep of a cup you just just have to get through the whatever that is about half a mil yeah that weird orange glaze yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh I yeah, I'm happy to be here. A weird episode for me to be here, I think. Um but I've I played the Final Fantasy 7 remake demo. I have actually been going back through the um the remake on PS5 because they did some upgrades to that and the surprisingly, I thought the PlayStation Premium catalog was garbage like a year ago but i was just on there last night and there's like so many fucking games um yeah it's it's kind of shocking now but the, the most important thing i wanted to say in my intro is that i spent the last 20 minutes trying to convince my wife that because of hell divers we need to watch starship troopers mm-hmm. um, you, you and, should because morgan there's a lot of people on the internet right now who don't understand starship troopers and they're really confused about it, and it has spurned a lot of conversation since Helldivers it, that that Starship yep. Troopers is is not satire, which it very clearly is. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> is it? it I, I didn't play Helldivers. Is this why I keep on seeing Starship that's, that's Troopers why talk? The Starship yes. Troopers. Helldivers is Starship <clears throat> Troopers, the video game. It's so yeah. goddamn good. Yeah. Oh, and and that movie. I, it's the Starship I, I Troopers. Yeah, Ray. Like, well, you, you should, should watch get the in movie on it too. That. Oh, yeah. You know, Everyone I can't be watching Starship Troopers. 
it's like the perfect B movie. You know, when I was a kid, oh. it was one of my my friend could rent the movie. His parents were like kind of those lenient parents, you know, and my parents were all like really particular about what the fuck I could watch. So I'd go over to his house and I'd watch all these bugs exploding and get to see all this nudity. And I'm just like, man, this is the greatest movie I I've think, ever seen. I think this my mom showed awesome. me Starship Troopers when I was like eight. So this is going to ah, sound funny. That, so yeah, that's it. I, I, I can't remember. It's either one of the two things. Either the first R-rated movie I saw in a theater was Escape from New York or Starship Troopers. There's either no way it was great. Escape from New York. That, that would no, have been it, before you. Well, I don't know. You're pretty old. Oh, it, that well, could Escape, have, from, Escape from L.A., rather. Okay, all right, that makes more sense. Okay, that makes more sense. I was like, wasn't yeah, that like forget I, I 84? <laughs> like, there's no way you saw that in theaters. No, I'm not that. Yeah, it was either Escape yeah. from L.A. or Starship Troopers. Ray, all I, all I will tell you, and I thought I had told you this already to sell you on the Helldivers thing because I'm enjoying the hell out of it, um, is that tonally and world building wise, it is Starship Troopers. But of the two different aliens you can face in it currently, one is pure Starship Troopers, and the other alien race is just Terminator Future War bullshit. Hmm. Are they like robots or something? Yeah, yeah. The other race, it, it, they're literal perfect. Terminators. They're literal it's, Terminators. It's perfect. Okay. That's that's the crossover I didn't expect. But yeah, so that so it's been a wild night. But yeah, I'm excited to be here, talk some Final Fantasy as well. So With yay. the boys. Yeah. With oh, the yeah. boys. Getting the gang back together. Woo. That's right. That's One last right. job, and then we can all the retire. boys are back in town. Yeah. Well, Just yeah. kidding. We can never retire. Our economy is broken. Yeah, That's it's right. not a thing we, anymore. We can't afford to retire. I'm going to do a number on heist die. movies for our Speaking generation. Speaking of letting things not die, let's talk about some Final Fantasy VII. I played that game, 1997, you say? Yes, right. Hey, well, that's whoa, that's the same year Starship Troopers came out. Uh-huh. Is it really? Yeah. It's a hell of a year for uh, media. And that's a hell of a transition. So... Let's talk about that really quickly. Um, just to kind of break the ice a little bit, I'm going to ask you guys like a very simple question. I will start with you first, Morgan. If Buck you don't Barrett, mind. marry Red uh -oh. 13, kill uh, Mog. <laughs> that, that should have been the question. Mine is much more vanilla. Morgan, what is your level of appreciation for the original, the 1997 Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, so briefly, I kind of got into it backwards. I When Final Fantasy VII first came out, I missed it. I didn't have a PlayStation. And eight was my, Final Fantasy VIII was my introduction. And then I ended up going back to play seven, And I really enjoyed it, but it was like weird because I missed when it was like a cultural phenomenon. And it was it like was really... Yeah, and it was cutting edge. And so I didn't get that like super magical feeling, but I could tell it was a magical game because um, it's, you know, because eight was such a graphical improvement, among other things. So I was just like, OK, this is still really cool. You know, like I love Final Fantasy now, so I'll try this Final Fantasy seven thing out. And then I did the whole thing. I bred you know, billions of chocobos to try and get what was it? The golden chocobo. Yeah, golden yeah. Chocobo. Um, that was got the night. Yeah had to get the Knights of the Round, had to do all that jazz, you know. I said, I, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I missed it, but went back to it and had a good time. Okay, I like that. That's That was quick. I like that. I liked that was that. succinct. I, it was very succinct. 
You know, Rich, let's see if you can top that. What is what what was your uh, affinity for oh, the original? This is great. I have a really good one for this. Um, have you guys seen that Robert Pattinson interview for the Batman where he just starts talking about Final Fantasy VII? No. No. If you ha- for anyone that has, that it's, can't real. Be real. it's real. It's uh, real. He yeah, starts talking yeah, about yeah. how uh, Tifa, Aerith, and Cloud taught him what a love triangle was and how it's the greatest story ever told. That's mm. how I a, feel. This is a okay. good interview. You're really so selling me on the Batman. Him, like, like he's an insane person. It's a great interview. You guys should watch it. Um, but <laughs> the Batman is quite good also. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> it is some, would say, some would say it's the best Batman film ever made. I'm some. Uh, Hi, some. Hi. Uh, uh, so I was technically uh, late to the party on Final Fantasy VII, also, but just, just because and Robin in the in the mix there. At, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's watch Batman and Robin after this. Um, I gotta get on a plane, but let's just do whatever. Yeah, uh, you have three hours. I, I, I'm just. What do you think I'm doing? We'll on bring the plane? back Chomping After Dark just for that. Just for. Oh my God, I'd love that actually. Um, yeah. Somebody write that down. Uh, but. Uh, so I was a few years late to it on it, mostly because, I mean, at launch, I was only, like, six, so I don't think I was quite old enough to, like, really comprehend it in a way that was meaningful. Mm. Um, so I want to say I probably played it for the first time somewhere around, like, 2003, 2004, but it was in a time in my life where I didn't have access to a ton of games. Um, I just kind of had the games I had, and I I can't even tell you how many times I must have beaten that game. Like, it is formative in my taste of uh rpgs that makes sense interesting so you got into it seven years late and it's still like retroactively you caught the zeitgeist well the thing is and i'm not sure if we ever like really got into this like a lot of my taste in games was formed the stuff that was later on because like my parents would buy me consoles and stuff but for like i got the ps2 late in its life cycle like they would buy me stuff as it was cheaper, and I was playing a lot of games that were outdated when I was younger, and I was kind of behind in the zeitgeist of stuff, but it made me have a deeper appreciation for games that were before my time. Mm. Mm. By the way, we said zeitgeist four times already, so I want to keep a zeitgeist Oh, yeah, camera. we're playing a drinking game. <laughs> it's, it's there will be no survivors. Yeah. So... A lot of good men died on that podcast. Thank you for talking to us about the zeitgeist, Rich. Uh, Josh? (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Josh, what what was your your kind of uh, appreciation for the original? I I was also late to this. I actually did play them in order, but in order starting way later because I was a PC gamer growing up. He was trying to figure out how the plots connected. (laughs) Well, I, yeah, the, well, that too. I, I, I thought, trying I thought to figure out how the plot's connected order. through a bunch of fan translation hacked ROMs. Where the fuck is Shadow? Yeah. Like, I don't know how Butts fits into all Holy this, but man. I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. This can't be the same Biggs and Wedge, can it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of, similar thing to you, not with my parents buying it because it was cheaper, me buying it because it was cheaper. And, and going through a bunch of those old PS1 games, you know, back when used games were a thing and were really cheap. Um, I, um, but getting to the actual question, um, wasn't the biggest fan of it when it first came out? Because this was, 
I didn't get around to playing it until after Final Fantasy X would have come out. Um, so kind of going backwards from, you know, having voice acting finally in in a, a Final Fantasy game like that. It wasn't going backwards because again I was still playing them in order, but I knew that was what was capable at the time. And it was a little hard to appreciate um, some of the revolutionary features on there. Because, again, going into 7, after 6, which is just absolutely showing off what the Super Nintendo can do at the time. Um, yeah. And just an excellent example, one of the best-looking games period on that machine. One of the best looking games, just period in general. And then going to 7, which is doing a lot of cool stuff for the time, but is really damn rough going back to it. Um, with a lot of that early you know, growing pains going into 3D rendering. It, it was revolutionary at the time, but also because of the time it was at and when it hit, we were still learning how a lot of the stuff that worked. So like we learned a lot quickly, and I, I, it yeah. shows with its age, like you're saying, yeah. Yeah, some of it's still really impressive, like, even considering what else was done on the platform. Like, it, it's not all bad. It's not It got like, more right than wrong, I think yeah, that's Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was still outstanding, but it is not as impressive as something like... I mean, it's, it's a similar situation to, like, you know, Final Fantasy VI is just amazing for the platform Final Fantasy 9 is amazing for the platform like how much they can get out of it Um, sure that's yeah and so it didn't hit me quite as hard Um, still loved the story but wasn't as you know blown away with it as a lot of people were whenever it first came out it's completely fair completely fair Ray, you've been patiently waiting. I just I think, honestly at this <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's cool. I just actually have no thoughts at this point. <laughs> I... <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. I didn't know if you had, like, played the original right when it came out or anything like that. No, I, I, I did. It's like, so when it, when it comes down to it, it's like, I have actually so much to say. So I was like, eh, no, yeah. mm. that, that's, it's kind of a podcast in and of itself. Cause I was 12 when it, I, I was 12 when it came out. Mm. Just save my shit. That's fair. Just mm. like, just in general. So, did you play it right when it came out? Yes, I did. Okay. And I was also part of a group of. Um, so this is part of what I didn't want to get into, but I will now get into this. Do it just, anyway. Uh, just do it very, very quickly. I, I will do. do it. Uh, I had a group of uh, friends who were twins who had a lot of money, who had money. Uh-huh. And 
they had access to a fan translation of Final Fantasy V. Uh-huh. And also, say, for instance, fan translations of Dragon Ball Z that were traded on VHS and shit like that. Mm. So they had this money to sort of trade in this early internet to where, yo, we're going in deep. And then when Final Fantasy V came around, it's like, oh, the name Butts became yep. very <laughs> became very in vogue. B U T Z. It's like, oh, that was we such got a rough fan translation, that. but I, I I absolutely love it. Oh, it 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 it, it has a place in my heart forevermore. Uh-huh. No matter what, Bart's is secondary. I yeah. don't give a shit. Bart's a secondary. <laughs> but then also, uh, like, DBZ and shit became... When you have friends that have that sort of money in their life going on, that you're able to start, start buying shit. It's like, oh, oh. And I'm going to tell you right now, like, I'm old enough to where they bought... Trigon, Neon Genesis Evangelion, like, and they were reselling VHS tapes as profit. Hmm. It's like, oh, you have a business going on. Hmm. So FF7, when it came out, I was 12 years old. It actually held a special place in my life. And FF8, even more so. FF9, great game not my favorite one but ff7 what we're seeing is killing me in terms of how special it is mm. Mm. dope dope okay that makes sense and um just to go very quickly i i uh my father bought a playstation one and he ended up borrowing this game from somebody when i was seven years old I initially was kind of turned off by the RPG elements because I hadn't ever played an RPG in my life. And then I kind of sat down and played it one day and was instantly hooked. Um, Loved it from the get-go pretty much right when it released. And yeah, it's one of my favorite games of all time. So to put that simply. So that's why uh, if you go back and look at some some of our older episodes we did i think three separate episodes on final fantasy 7 remake um for me i know for me and rich especially but for um for josh and to some degree morgan as well um that was before he had parted ways that there, there was just a lot for us to talk about there both positive and for some people negative as well just because that game was so influential for all of us as we were growing up so um yeah so let's get into the actual uh content now of what what we're supposed to be talking about i played it i want to kind of start with um the the demo uh actually because they during the trailer they announced that the demo was coming out and it was going to be a two-part demo the second part was going to be added a little bit later on they were putting some finishing touches on it so i kind of want to start on a high note about the demo 
The first part is the calm town uh, flashback of Nibelheim, and then the second part is the pseudo open world part of Junon. It's right before you go into Junon, uh, so it's after like it's between between those two areas that you play the demo. I want to ask you guys, um, those who did play the demo, what was the best part of the demo? Um, I'm actually going to start with you on on this question, Josh. But what was the best part of the demo, and why was it Red Thirteen riding a chocobo? I I was going to say uninstalling it, but you know, I figured that's why you went to me first. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yeah, there we go. I I haven't heard some of that, Josh. (laughs) <laughs> it's you been years since I've heard Josh shit on a game. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was being unserious there, but I, th- I thought that was legitimately why you were handing it off to me first. Um, uh, no, <laughs> you like the thing is, you always accredit me for like thinking that slyly. <laughs> I'm not that sly, but you know, it, it just worked out that way. No, I, I was, uh, I was giving it to you first because. Uh, I know you had some some criticisms before the, the show when we were talking, and I figured get the good stuff out now. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is actually something that Rebirth Rebirth is doing excellently, but they've been doing so well the whole time. Um, something I was appreciating a lot in uh, Intergrade that I just replayed this week. Um, the animations on the main cast are so ridiculously good um like especially in the cutscenes they just are going really really hard with the um just the attention to detail i'm sure some of it's got to be motion capture um just for for these performances uh, um it looks really really good i will say that like it's it's even uh, in the demo in the demo granted it is a demo and it's mm-hmm. for performance but looking at remake to rebirth where one of our big criticisms yeah. of remake was that like some of the ancillary characters looks really bad comparatively because they've, of they've, how well they did animating yes. the main characters it doesn't look as bad at least in the demo so far yeah 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 um and especially coming from seven which Again, this this was of the time, but in order for any of that to read at that definition, all the animations were over the top, just pantomime type giant motions to show emotion and everything. And going from that version of the story, which is a story I still love, to these close up shots of someone's face and being able to tell what they're thinking just from their eyes, that's that's amazing. Um, mm. and still just impresses on a whole different level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Ray, did, did you have time to play the demo or not yet? No, I actually haven't played the demo because also I haven't beaten a remake. Okay. That's what, that's what I thought. I just wanted to double check to make sure, um, there, there are definitely some other questions coming down that you'll be able to, uh, uh, comment on so I'll I'll throw it over to Morgan then who did play the demo what was you think the best part of the demo 
you know, I I enjoy the banter between Cloud and Sephiroth, like when Sephiroth hasn't quite gone crazy yet. Um, and I remember that part of the, in the game when he just uh, has when, Bondo. Yeah, when he's <laughs> when they're when he just, when they're almost they're almost friendly in a way, and it's very weird to see that. Um, but I I find that dynamic interesting, uh, which leads me to a question I'll ask you guys later. I think you know when I played the remake, I, I was probably a bit too critical of it at the time because my memory in my memory I had preserved Final Fantasy VII as being something else than it actually was. And then I went back and played it, and I'm like, okay, this game is kind of silly and ridiculous and way more absurd than I. I I was going to say, Morgan, I think I remember you and I having that conversation at the time where you're like, it's just so silly. And I'm like, did we play the same original Final Fantasy VII? <laughs> like, why do you think it's this fucking drama piece? <laughs> yeah, I got. Yeah. And I, and to, so like the whole point of the game is really like just the most highest, beautiful form of fan service that you're possibly going to get. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much its entire existence. Um, so that's why I think it's fascinating when there's people that have never played the original Final Fantasy VII and then they fall in love with the remake. That's so I, weird to me. I have yeah, friends I, who are yeah. doing that. Yeah, I, I've heard of it too. Like I, I just don't know any of those people, but I know that they must exist. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, a good friend of mine played uh, Crisis Core when they put it out on PS5 for that exact mm. reason. Like he. And he like you know read plot summaries of the original afterwards. Once I was informing him that there's kind of a tinge that this might be like a sequel, alternate timeline thing, and not just quite a remake remake. Yeah, I'm still waiting for that know, PC port of uh, uh, Dirge of Cerberus in order to make that thing playable. Uh, you could put it on anything; it's yeah. not going to be playable. Well, most of the problem is that it's trying to be a first-person shooter the, on the, the PS2. Most of the problem is yeah. that it sucks ass. The, uh, but yeah, just sort of in summation, one funny thing, I was playing it with, my wife was just watching me play it, and I've heard they handle the female characters in the game really well um, from a lot of the reviews and stuff I've I've read and podcasts I've been listening to, but she was, the first thing she sees is Tifa come out in that cowgirl costume, and Yo. she's just like, what the fuck are you playing, Morgan? I'm like, I. You can uh, take Tifa's cowboy costume from me when you pry it from my cold, dead fingers. I, listen, honey, I am pl- playing my harem games. I will have my harem games. I will not hear any dissension in this household, or I will go get <laughs> my fourth wife. Do you guys. I, do you collect the detail of the uh, the mayor also being dressed like a cowboy? Yeah, now, almost so wearing like, literally oh, the, an identical outfit. <laughs> no, it was literally like slipped into you. Could be like, oh, that's just how they dress here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have completed the nightmare evening for my wife of me playing that and then go directly into Starship Troopers. Yep. But you know, and but honestly, I just enjoy. It doesn't last long, but I like the the ba- I like Sephiroth when he's not a bad guy really yeah you know frankly i think this is the best version of that because they did an awful lot of that in crisis core showing how he was you know actually a person but this is an even better job than that i think i 100 percent agree that's just the nature of when the script was written i think yeah i i don't have any uh experience with crisis core yet i i plan to now that i've upgraded finally Uh but um yeah, I really enjoyed the feeling of Sephiroth and Cloud, um, quote unquote, in the demo. 
because I like my my memory in the original was that like they were friendly, but Sephiroth was more kind of like this like '90s sitcom standoffish father right? figure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was like more of the time, right? I mean, because that's how those kind of characters, those mentors, those yeah. father figures were in media. But obviously, this game is being made 30 years later, or 27 years later, give or yeah. take a year or two. I, I will and say. And it makes more sense to have that relationship the way it is now. Yeah. Um, all, like, that's how it should have been back then. And it makes a lot of sense now. And so I was really, really impressed with that sweet sequence as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the one change I'm not a fan of in all that, though, is um, it feels weird to control Sephiroth because you can just play as Sephiroth whenever you get into battle. And it it's uh, strange to not just have him be NPC-controlled because there are other completely NPC controlled characters in this game and it's it feels strange that they didn't just have no option to play as Sephiroth. I I agree with you solely because part of me like it's fun that you can do it but part of me thinks they should have left intact that mystique of like when Sephiroth attacks the few times you see him attack in it, that sequence the original game kills it's always 9999 damage yeah, yeah. everything he does. Yeah and it feels just... weird to fuck up while you're playing as Sephiroth and get hit by some little, like, you know, grasshopper or some shit. Yeah, this shouldn't happen. Uh, yeah. Shit. Demonic frog creature. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That Now that you guys say that, that I remember feeling that way a little bit. I really like narratively being able to control Sephiroth in the fights because then it kind of adds, like, if this was my first time playing this game and then Sephiroth obviously goes fucking seemingly batshit crazy... Mm -hmm. I'd be like, I just played as this motherfucker. Makes you feel good. A little more attachment and also giving him and Cloud like one of those combo attacks, which the combo attack yeah. is one of the new big things in this, and they're all really cool yeah. from what well, I've seen. Well, they added that in Intergrade, which was... Yeah, 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 Intergrade had it with Yuffie and the character whose name I can't remember because uh, I played that so game done. forever ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, narratively, I liked being able to control Sephiroth. But like you guys are saying, the mystique of him in the original was like, this guy can't be fucked with. Like, like everything is if a you, joke. If, if yeah. you even remember that flashback when they get attacked, um, it wasn't some weird f frog creature. It was a giant It was a dragon. dragon. It was a dragon, yes. and he will one-shot yeah. you, and Sephiroth will one-shot him. Yeah. Which is just kind of showing thing, the, the guys, complete disparity of power levels going right, on there. Right. And if you even remember in that sequence, there was no music. It was just silent, dark. Yeah. Sephiroth there was the sound was... of the rain, I believe. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I will say that mm. that part in the original was fucking epic. Like, yeah. And yeah. it lost, like, yes, the game, the way they did it, some of the mystique is lost. Um, sure. But it is what it is, you know? Yeah, I try to look at it like someone, I think it was George R. R. Martin explained it, how you could enjoy the books that Shouldn't he wrote. Even writing a book? And explaining <laughs> things about Final tell him to get off of Twitter. I think he was just getting high at a Comic Con somewhere. <laughs> um, that's what he does. Uh, but you know, there's sort of like a parallel thing. So yeah, so yeah, it's interesting yeah. to see how, like, those elements in the original were almost more effective for what they were doing. But like, what they're doing here is also cool in its own way. It's just yeah. like a parallel. It's um, 
This was in in the original. This is a, basically the first time you ever saw Sephiroth. Was this flashback? Like he's yes, he was always it? like okay. a shadow. He was always a shadowy figure before that. Like you just miss him in the Shinra building. Yeah. Um. um you, you yeah. You, you haven't seen him at all prior. He's been the mm. figure in the cloak and. Yeah. Um. Mm. Anyway, but, but yeah, kind of like you're saying. Um. Well, I don't. I don't know what you're saying. You can. I'm not going to interrupt you. Uh, past no, that, but, but yeah, it was. It was. It was just. This was a the the big introduction to this scary guy that you've been who's kind of been haunting you the whole time up until now. But in the remake, Sephiroth's all over the place before mm. now, so yeah, it, it's the, not doing the same job in the story as that original segment. The the, the funnest he feels thing, like less of a boogeyman. Yes, the funnest thing for me to see just from like the human aspect of it, the people that are making this game is to see what they choose to change and what they choose to keep the same. Like when you play like the first, I just played the first hour of the remake last night and it is such a faithful, um, just gorgeous adaptation because they want the beginning of that game to be basically exactly the same. Just and it is a, bombastic. It is like a, it is a good it is. intro. It is a good mm-hmm. thing to jump you in in the middle of this this terrorist attack. Yeah, so it's interesting <laughs> that they chose to change more. It's like just cool. It's fascinating to just see what they think is like. Okay, sacred. Don't touch this at all. And yeah. this part, let's kind of have fun with it. You know. Yeah. yeah well, that's kind of why I was hedging my. I I don't like and control in stuff right there. The same. Because it, it's a, it's not doing. It's already not doing the same job. But they could go in such a different direction with how this relationship kind of pans out through the story, as far as like what story they're telling. So I don't know if it works for what they're going for overall yet. I just, I just don't know if. Yeah. If mm. we are missing something, or if we're getting something completely different, that that works just as well. Right. Right, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into some some of like the, the the changes and stuff a little bit later. I definitely want to get into that. Before we do that, uh, Rich, I didn't get to ask you um, what was your favorite part about the demo. So before I say what that is, I just want to say because I feel like it should be obvious, but I feel weird that we haven't said it yet. We're gonna get spoilery for the original Final Fantasy VII. And every for every like this yeah, is and this potentially is spoiler spoilery here. for Rebirth because so. One of the things that I think is a really good attention to detail, and Josh mentioned earlier how, like, it's strange that people who have not played Final Fantasy VII at all are probably experiencing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, as someone who knows where the story of Final Fantasy VII goes, who knows that Cloud Strife is an identity thief, it is very interesting how subtly obvious they make it that that one Shinra infantryman is the real Cloud Strife. Yeah. Mm. Down yeah, to... That that sort detail. Of. What he does have his own unique voice actor, though. I noticed if you go and talk to him at the gate there. But yes, but what I'll also say, like, is is interesting to me is like I think, for one, and I don't think anyone will really pick this out in the same way you wouldn't have picked it out when you were playing the original FF Seven back in the day. Yeah, the way Cloud is acting in the Nibelheim incident is not the Cloud Strife we know. But yeah. also, the Cloud Strife we know is not even the real Cloud Strife, like, behaviorally. Okay, yeah. now you're just breaking my brain. I don't remember any of this shit. It sounds like you're talking <laughs> crazy. Well, what? <laughs> so, so, like, this, I was actually talking about this on the bus with someone the other day because they had just started um, mm. the Rebirth demo. 
And I was talking with him. I was like, I love all the foreshadowing that the game has been doing. It's like <laughs> even more obvious. And they're now. like, what are you like, talking about? They're like, like uh, um, uh, nothing, they're, nothing. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're like, wait, what foreshadowing? Because they're like you, Morgan. They had kind of forgotten. I was like, yeah, you know, the Zach Cloud twist. And they're like, huh? And I was, so, hey, I, I was like, know how that's a I was twist like, here. Like Zach's on the cover of this game. In. Yeah. To jump back in. Fucking Crisis Core is awesome. Yeah, we're we're yeah. gonna we're gonna we have a whole I have a whole question for that. So, yeah. save the, the Crisis Core the, stuff. But oh, yes, well, this actually a- answers a question from Rich. Make sure your uh, microphone still works. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the so, yeah no Crisis Core is awesome. Yeah, no, there's an like, awful lot of stuff in this segment that comes directly from Crisis Core. Oh, like, for sure. Um. Like some of some of this flashback is directly different, um, from the from original the version. because it, 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 it yeah exactly it reflects it, the Crisis Core version more yes yes but and, they, sorry I want to answer Morgan's question before we go any further yeah, because yeah. yeah so basically in the sequence when you're watching that flashback when you were watching Cloud remember he has a- actually been recanting or recounting i should say recounting uh zach's story perspective yeah yeah and the guy the masked guy the one who survives in the demo not the guy who gets washed away by the river that's cloud okay (laughs) but the, the, the other the other note i wanted to put on that and this is like the like hitting you over the head if you didn't know this and if somebody notices this and doesn't know the twist they're probably like the fuck was that when you're going through the burning Nibelheim at the end, that infantryman is on the ground crawling towards the yes. house, and he's yeah. yelling, Mom. Yeah, well, he, he didn't yell, Mom, he yelled, Mmm. Yeah, Mmm-mm. like, you can see where he's going with it, but, yeah. like... Yes, they it's have It's one those... of those things of... Yeah, like, it's it's clear. It's a little in, more in the obvious original, to those in the know. In the original, it's more Fight Club, where... Like, they are very slowly trickling out the Tyler Durden reveal. That's much more how the original is. In this uh, rebirth, they are much more hinting at it, making it obvious. Well, I think they have to because, like, they expect so many people to already know. Do you think I would, if I would enjoy playing Rebirth more, if I like really dug into the story, found out everything that happened, and then played Rebirth? Am I going to enjoy I, it a lot more? I I don't necessarily think I so don't because know it really be depends on you, where it goes. Yeah, that's that's the thing. A it depends on where it goes. B, I've actually, even though we discussed this a few years ago, I've forgotten some of the, like the finer details, like. I was talking about it with my friend, like I said earlier, and we don't need to go into it here, but I can't remember for the life of me why it seems like Tifa is going along with Cloud's telling uh, of the story. Yeah, I don't don't remember. We don't have to go into it here because obviously that has no indicating indication as what, to that's exactly how what it's I will what I will say Shay is I think they play it a little more on her face in this when she's like kind of giving him like side eye of like I don't even fucking remember you being there like what are you talking about well yeah, yeah. Well, that's true because she's asking did you go into my room but like she wasn't there for that but like that there's hinting of that that foreshadowing of that as well there, there is a but, point, like, I won't get, like, super into it, like, later in the original FF7, because I replayed the original, like, two years ago, maybe, where she kind of 
gets into it of like when you when I you showed up in Midgar, you weren't acting like the Cloud Strife I knew, I hadn't seen you, and then you start telling us this story about Nibelheim, but like to my memory, you weren't there. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Weird. So, so I, yeah, I, I don't, don't think know, she actually like, mentions that until City of the Ancients. Is it? I I thought Yeah, it's it's the City of the Ancients. Hmm. I thought she, she doesn't mentioned bring that it up before that at like it in, in She doesn't bring it up until you find out about Zack. Oh, okay. For some reason I thought that she mentioned part of that during the the Gold Saucer section. I don't remember, but It's been it's oh, been a while though. It, it has been, yeah. Very quickly, besides Red 13 riding a Chocobo, which was absolutely one of my favorite moments of the demo, that that made me chuckle. Um, I really enjoyed um, just the atmosphere of the Nibelheim um, sequence as a whole. I I really liked when you get into the the mansion, and it is like the second time when Sephiroth has discovered the Genova stuff. It is very creepy. I felt like I had shades of Resident Evil 7 walking around in that house. Like, it felt very creepy, much worse than the original. And then when you are walking through Nibelheim, that sequence, just the vibes, the atmosphere, that was so well done. I really enjoyed that, um, like, the back part of that Nibelheim section of the demo. It was very, very well done. Granted, the framework was already there, and they just expanded upon that for the Rebirth uh, demo, but it, it was fantastic. Really yeah. enjoyed that sequence a lot. Yeah. So, um, Next question I will pose to you all is, what was your impression about the pseudo-open-world Junin area? Now... I don't think Rich has played it. I know Ray hasn't played it. Josh, I don't think you got to the Junin section, did you? No, no, I didn't get to the Junin section. I just started today because I had finished the Intergrade uh, again this morning and wanted to replay that more so than get to the demo since I'm going to be playing the demo again in a week when the game comes out. Um, right. So I wanted the context more than you know, a head start, I guess. Um, See, so yeah, I, pl I played oh, the Nibelheim yeah. section, but not, I didn't get to Junin. Okay. I didn't finish the Junin section. I, I did, yeah. like, I got to the point where I was like, I've seen enough of this. I've done, felt the combat out. I kind of just want to go in fresh when the game drops. Oh, I totally get that. I totally yeah. get that. Morgan, were you able to play the Junin stuff? It was weird. Like, when I finished the demo, it just pulled up the screen trying to sell me the game, and I, I don't know how I missed the Junin thing. It they, was not they there updated when the it demo this first week. launched. Yeah, so how, oh. how it works is they, they try and sell you, you back out, and then you go back to the title screen, and then it says, all right, now do the Junin section. So motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's after I mean, they added it, because that wasn't even in there until this last It week. wasn't there at first, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I might have played it a bit too early. But yeah, when Shay told me about that, I was like, at first I was kind of mad, but I was like, well, if I buy the game, I'll be playing it anyway. But now I hear yeah. about Red 13 on a Chocobo, and I'm like, man, that sounds pretty great. Oh, those screenshots uh, were shown like a year ago. That's why I'm so surprised you guys didn't know about that. Well, I, Google, I, right? I remember it, forgot about it, and then saw it again. And yeah. like, it's <laughs> seeing the screenshot and seeing him actually ride around. Well, 
is very different. It, it's amazing because, like, they didn't need to do that. Like, he's a cat. They could have just been like, he's fast enough to keep up with the chocobo, but they're like, nah, fucking make him ride it like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. There's so many just for the things that I love like that. Like, when they're hiding, you know, you know, dressed as sailors, the only one who even <laughs> remotely passes as a sailor is Red 13, somehow, yeah. dressed up as a yeah. human sailor. I love the goofiness. That's yeah. the beauty of that, is I remember when I was thinking of that part, I'm like, there's no way they do that, right? And then I saw the screenshot of him on the Chocobo, I'm like, oh my god, they're definitely gonna do yeah. it. They're gonna have him <laughs> walking around like an asshole as a sailor. Yeah. Yes. So I, I played the, the Junin uh, section pretty of the demo pretty extensively. Um, it is a much more pseudo-open world sequence as compared to um the the nibelheim flashback they're they boasting there is going to be a lot to do small sandbox to, from what i saw yes like, which i'm gonna tell you, what i expected i'm gonna tell you guys it was both awesome and overwhelming um i like i'll stay on the i'll try and stay on the high points first there is a lot to see and it's all rendered beautifully the, the every sequence um every part i came across looked beautiful they had these interesting hybrid or variants of the normal enemies that you fight and it plays into kind of like the side story stuff with um what's the materia guy's name not charlie but chadley chadley yeah there's a lady chadley now yes is it chadley my, or her name is my it's gotta be it's chadley chadley that's right yeah and the, there's some stuff that plays into that when you fight some of these variants. Uh, that stuff is cool. Um, I enjoyed it. Very, very JRPG. And also, it kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy X a little bit in a way, where you're fighting all those variants. Um, there are a lot of little things that you can get into. And if you are obviously someone who likes to be a completionist, there's so much for you to do. And that's for me where the the fun and the anxiety both come from. But it's uh, it's how do I say it's shown in a way those sections or like the Junin section where you can bypass most of that stuff and just get to the heart of the story. But so you know, it's, I'm not gonna. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if you are someone who doesn't want to do all that extra, it's within your power to skip it. You know, if you're not mentally not, ill like me. I, I yeah, I was it. hearing Shay that um, I was listening to some podcasts today at work, where they were breaking down how the open world is, and they oh, said it's like, job. I, yeah, just kidding. Well, my, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> technically, yeah, I was gonna say technically, it's like part of my job. Um, it it's interesting because the it sounds like it's very polarizing because they did the Ubisoft style, um, Bukaki open world map. Just oh, they did badly. Yes, but. It seems to be polarizing. Like some people really enjoy it, and then some people feel like it's kind of empty. And um, I mean, the game's obviously reviewing incredibly well. It's got like a 93 Metacritic, I think. But I'm curious to see how that open world, how I feel about it, because you know, the open world where they just dump a bunch of shit out there, Ubisoft style. I wouldn't have, ex I wouldn't have expected that from. It does me. that. That's part of where my anxiety came from because that map was oh. kind of like that, and I was like, "Man, I just, I'm not <laughs> a big fan of this." See, that like, doesn't really bother me just because I like checklisty bullshit when I like the game it is wrapped up in. 
the reason I've been turned off from it in Ubisoft in recent years is because Ubisoft hasn't made a good game. They, in they recent forgot years. the rest of the game. I, they like, forgot well, to make the game fun. Well, yeah, eh, Far Cry Five was all right. Like no, it. it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was Far Cry. <laughs> Hail to Montana. The last no, it, good Far it, Cry game was Far Cry Three. It Not, is true. I I will I will say that like, the the checklisty stuff, when it is checklisty, I like it. Um, but there's so much stuff here that like. I was going to different parts of the the Junan area, and I'm like, all right, I can't figure this out. I'll come back to that later. And I was doing other things, and then suddenly I found myself in the town underneath the Junan Harbor, and then I'm suddenly like going through you were the story again. A dolphin. Well, yeah, I'm suddenly going through the story again. Still going through the story, and then I'm like, shit, I forgot about all this other stuff that I was supposed mm. to be doing. And then the demo ended, and I was like, fuck, I feel like I have to go back and play that demo now. Um, the game's out in a week, Shay. Just wait. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I, I like, love the OCD of I have to finish everything in that demo. Just so I can do again. it all again in a week. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, like the progress transfers from the demo. I don't think the progress from what? that. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Just, the, just the Nibelheim thing. They, they'll let you skip that bloated flashback. The Junon stuff is like they skip ahead. They're not letting you... Uh, keep okay, that I'm glad you guys said that because I was literally gonna go back and play the demo today. <laughs> yeah, no, the they I'll will let you skip stuff. the Nibelheim flashback if you played the demo. Really? Is what it sounded like, um, that, which yes. makes sense oh. because it, that that picks up right after. The only thing I don't entirely like, but it makes sense in context of things, is I do like the whole process of them just having escaped Midgar. You walk to Calm Town, you get into the inn, you settle in, and then Cloud yeah. starts telling the story. It's not quite handled as intricately in um, the Rebirth demo, so yeah. I'm curious if they will handle that a little bit we'll, more. We'll see if there is, like, a. I think if anything, there will be a, a more prominent intro cutscene to get you there. I think so, like and they'll probably have a, like a skippable option on that part. Like if you've played the demo, you can skip. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But, I, I am kind uh, of hoping, actually, what I would like to see in I don't I don't know if it would incorporate nicely into this, but uh, for games with a lot of history, obviously at this point, Final Fantasy VII has the first part, but not a ton otherwise. I'm playing uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth right now. And one of the features I really like in a game that has a lot of lore and a lot of context like that is rather than just the typical, like, here's a movie of what happened last time, there are key points in the story of that game where they'll, like, mention something important from a previous game, and you'll get a pop-up that's like, should I reminisce? And if you hit yes, you'll kind of go through, like, some blurbs about that's a that cool relevant information that. and what happened. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, it all depends on the series and how it makes sense. Like, I think back to Psychonauts 2 and how they had that really captivating intro story for Psychonauts 1 and I thought that was handled mm -hmm. marvelously but something like yeah. like a dragon where there are so many entries into the series that having yeah. that kind yeah. of mode also makes sense so and it's I, not just like it, yeah because this way they don't need to go like here's a lore dump of you know the past eight games once, yeah. instead it's more just like hey this is kind of some shit you should know about for context for what's going on right now so should we like you know give you a quick catch up on that yeah I like that that's cool <laughs> We'll see, well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this game does something similar. Um, moving past the June and stuff, and this is going to be for those who did play Crisis Core. I never played Crisis Core. The demo has a lot more hinting at the Zack reveal 
Um, there's sure. a lot more foreshadowing there. So how much do you think Crisis Core will be featured or play a prominent role in Rebirth? Um, I'll go ahead and throw that to both uh, Rich and Ray. I know you guys have a lot of experience with Crisis. And also, I think we both or played the, the remaster of it, right, Ray? You played it? I didn't play the remaster, no. Oh, I, I did. So I, it's recently on the brain. And I think, like, uh, the... The short answer for me is immensely uh, because one, they've already alluded to the Zack stuff with the end of remake. And also it's probably yeah. worth noting um, if you guys weren't aware, Sisene, who is a member of the Turks from crisis core, who is not in the original final fantasy seven. She is in this. Uh, she was a character created for crisis core who was not in the original story, but that character does appear in rebirth. So uh -huh. <laughs> I think that should tell you that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of it here. I actually agree with you fully, and I I didn't even, even though I didn't play the, you know, rebirth sort of version of Crisis Core, um, I played this game recently, Crisis Core, uh, yeah. and she, she is prominent. Hmm. Okay. Her How relationship much, to both no. Zack and Cloud is prominent. How much that, do you guys yeah. want to see of Crisis Core in this? I want to see all of it. Meets, I love that game. I'm I'm ready I to see. I think that's the best. More of the Genesis stuff. Yeah, like additional Final Fantasy VII content has done. I think has been in Crisis I, Core. Although agreed. everything I've seen so far from Remake and Rebirth seems like this game is 100. percent in conversation with all of it. Like, there's shit and in there that was only well, ever mentioned in Advent Children. There's stuff in there that's only from Dirge of Cerberus. Josh, you just played Intergrade. Intergrade introduces the villain from yeah, Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, two characters from Dirge of Cerberus. Oh, what? Wait, are you yeah. saying they, they Yeah, the that? last boss yeah. is one of the bosses from Dirge of Cerberus. That blonde Dirge guy? No, 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 no. It was, it's a different no. one, but... No, he is a boss Advent. in there, but you can you can only fight him in the uh, like the Shinra VR combat simulator. Yes, but Advent Children, like, I love that phone commercial. Yeah, that phone commercial. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the best phone commercial. Mm. It is crazy that at one point, I remember how obsessed the world was with Final Fantasy and like they would drip a screenshot of Advent Children and yeah. people would lose their fucking minds. And now you can basically play a game, an entire game, that looks better than Advent Children does. It's, I went... It's fucking nuts, if you think I about went, it. <laughs> I went to an, to an FYE to buy Advent Children on <laughs> DVD, which is a very old sentence. FYE? Wow. <laughs> wow. Is that like a Sam Goody or something? It's exactly like a Sam Goody. That's exactly. It is a Sam Goody. It's the same fucking thing. I was gonna say, aren't they the same? Weren't they the same company? They had one FYE point, yeah, towards, towards the yeah, end, yeah. and now they're the same non-existent Goody, company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I miss those stores. They're physical they're media, like, right? Yeah. It was fun. It was a good time. They remember they used to put the CDs in these big ass plastic things. And remember like, we oh, used yeah. to shoplift anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People. <laughs> 
<laughs> like Jeff Goldblum said, life finds a way. Yeah, yeah. People will find a way to shoplift anything. Anyways, I just thought that was interesting that, like, I was marveling because the PlayStation 5 version of the remake I'm playing looks even better than the PS4 version. And I'm just – it's just crazy if you think about the fervor that one, oh, yeah. sc- one screenshot back when I was a teenager – about Advent Children would have released across the internet, and and you can play an entire game that looks better than that now. If yep. you think about it in that context, it's just dude. It was so crazy when that originally, like, yeah, that screenshot came, um, on, on the PS3, and people like that one thread, that one crumb of a remake held people over for so many years. It's kind of crazy to think about now. That shot of the, the alleyway walk, yeah. Yeah. How, in retrospect, how we, how Plus, far we've come. Advent yeah. Children introduced us to Sephiroth's brothers, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by, by, by the way, Shay, how's your PlayStation 5? Is it looking, feeling amazing so far? Yeah, it's been good. I'm The, the biggest thing I noticed, because I, um, I, I finally picked up a PS5 uh, this past week. I, I forgot to mention that. Thank you. I finally upgraded to modern day and so I was you will like, be able to play this game that's literally why i bought the ps i know oh, i know i know that yeah and the first thing i was like is god damn these load speeds are nice they're what so the fuck was fast I, subjecting myself I can't read to? the tool tips yeah <laughs> i mean this is a tool thing that i've li- been living with for the last decade Our... as a pc gamer but yeah it's so nice yeah, finally Josh having and that I on were console. sitting here like we're loading screens what loading screens yeah yeah, the yeah, the uh, yeah. the. I, I've had an screen. SSD since those things had the weird, funky, like almost zip drive slash form factor that you had to like kind of halfway screw onto a motherboard because it didn't fit anywhere. You remember Such those, like the M2 form oh, factor? Yeah, yeah, those things were a mess. But you lost me. Somehow at SSD. we. Sorry, if you've not built a computer, you don't know how <laughs> weird it is that there was a whole like. Morgan's only been back on the show for there. an hour, and you're confusing him. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, nobody knew where to stick an SSD because <laughs> we had these slots that fit hard drives, but this yeah, thing did. didn't take up that size, and no one had started making sockets that actually just fit them directly to the motherboard yet. And it, yeah, so what we just country. stuck them wherever sockets. the heck we Ooh. we managed to fit in the hard drive. Or in, oh, hard, in the hard in, drive. In the There's so many things Josh did there. Opening sockets, fitting and mm-hmm. sliding in. He was just all what over. One of these days, Josh and I are just going to have a conversation where we just made it up and rehearsed it beforehand. Yeah, and just yeah. like, as I sit there, like it's all real <laughs> stuff we're talking Dude, about. Like, here's the thing. I'm so inept. Spoiler alert. This that is that conversation. That. You this just. Is you, that you, one we, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to sit down and be like, Josh, did you get the new sprocket, Walder? Mm hmm. Uh, That's like a bit from Rick and Morty. It's like I towed that thing. I towed that thing like nothing else. That thing was wet. Such yeah. What what kind of gird you getting on that? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, to answer your question, yeah, I love my PS5 so far. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I'm actually gonna probably pick up Ultras this weekend, so I can get into that finally. I've been meaning to get into that. And don't forget, don't forget Astrobot. Yeah, I gotta play that too. It is. It is. It, yeah, that's such that's, a delightful pack-in game. One of the better pack-ins. I mean, it, it doesn't hold anything to Wii Sports, but no one's ever going to top Agreed. that. But also, it's enough of a case that I'm like, they should kind of just like make a full game of that. Like, it's a good right? platform, right? Like, that's 
it's Wii Sports, Astrobot, and then like everything else is when like we below the, the floor. Bot, as far as Astrobot Sports Resort, that's what we need. That'd be dope. That'd be this, dope. This man has solved it. I didn't want to go on a tangent, but go ahead. I Sorry, guess it wasn't Shay. Sports uh, Resort. Just uh, just yeah, yeah. yeah. Astrobot Resort. Yeah. I think it's set at a resort part of it, so maybe that's redundant. But you fight the T-Rex from the so, original PS1 demo, and that's pretty cool. Do, yep. do you guys remember there was – I saw this today. No, this is really tangential, so I, I'll be very, very, very brief. There was a pack-in at one point for the GameCube where you could buy Metroid Prime and Wind Waker in the same game. It was the same – Yeah, they came in the same pack, box. Um, yeah, same yeah. box. That's, I had that. Apparently you have it? I had it. I don't have it oh, now. I heard it's very rare now. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, probably. See, it's kind of like I, how that uh, that promotional disc with Master Quest on it that you got for pre-ordering Wind Waker. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was so it's fun. It's worth like hundreds of dollars now. I still have that. Really? I will never give it up. I've got that. I should. It's worth money. Wow. That might be one of the few discs I own that's worth money. I've got an awful lot on there that's like... Like they're cult hits at this point, so they're kind of worth something because no one bought them at the time. But that one's one that people would actually care about. And I, I also have you'd the be one able to find has, a market for. I also have the one disc that has like Ocarina, Majora's Mask, Four Swords. Oh yeah, that one to me is like the better package, but somehow is worth less. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyways, mm. fair enough. All right, so I just have. A few more questions. I want to respect uh, Rich's time because I know he's got to go soon. So I'm going to move this along. Uh, we know that the game will end at the Forgotten Capital um, as it's being. Uh, do you think that they will keep the huge twist, which is where the game is pretty much rebirth is going to end? Or do you think they're going to change it? And how much do you think they're going to change it? Uh, Rich, are I know you you're dying to go in. I've, I've got. Are you a, asking the question I think you're asking though? I've got, are you, are you I've got a called shot that I think is very out there. But just ask the damn question, Shay. Ask the yeah, question. Okay. I'm gonna. Because I'm gonna Time Magazine asked Ray that first last week. Ray, Ray has been patiently sitting here. Uh, I want to give him the chance to talk. Ray, do you think they're gonna kill Eris? Eris. Uh, Sephiroth. Sorry. Uh, say it right or get out. <laughs> I'm going to say no, actually. Why? I think they are actually going to change it. I think they're actually going to give the uh, sort of that part of the fandom what they want. Mm. Uh, I think the remake is going to be actually like, oh, you can get great gospel in the third disc. Okay. Sort of thing. The playground rumor brought to life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are actually going to do it, and which is, I don't think that's the right thing to do. Your scientists were uh, too preoccupied with whether or not they could. They, they didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. Yeah, exactly. That's two Jurassic Park references in the same podcast. Well, that's what we again. do here. You know that, Morgan. It's a well, great film. You know, as Have we know, Jurassic it? Park is in the cultural zeitgeist. It's a great yeah. film. Have you guys seen it? Wait, the, the Velociraptor oh, just going to open the door. Shot for the shot for Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Yes. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Morgan, do you think they're going to kill Eris? 
I Eric. hope they Eric. do. Sorry. I feel <laughs> I feel like they got. <sighs> I so here's what worries me. I uh, in listening to all these different podcasts that were spoiler free. It's your first mistake. <laughs> it, it was uni- basically unanimous. Almost everyone that's played the game, with the exception of a couple people, were in love with it. But almost all of them, I'm not even kidding you, almost all of them on the bombcast I listened to, on the kind of funny ones I listened to, almost all of them hated the ending, and they couldn't tell you why. So I'm, so they were all like, we love the game, you know, 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. But the ending really pissed them off, or they thought it was messy, or confusing, or bad. And I'm thinking, if what we're all thinking, the ending is, of course... Aerith meets her end in this in that iconic moment. Well, it is. We know for sure that's where it ends, but it's yeah. It's like, does that actually happen though? I I'm so curious because like, you can't fuck up that. That's such an important thing in the lore, even to me, it's someone who doesn't hold that game in the same regard that others do. That that moment is just so important. That like, uh, I'm just worried. I'm worried based off of what I've heard. That's well, don't really worry. Because <laughs> I, I haven't listened to any podcasts about it. I obviously, I, I've tried my best to read as little reviews as I can. I kind of want to go into the game with my own mindset. That is a little bit worrying to hear that a lot of people aren't liking the ending. But And they can't tell you why because spoilers so it's just like what is it how could you how could you fuck it up you just kill her he floats down the sword stabs her boom she's dead i don't i don't think you do though not after the ending of the first one what i'm saying like i i don't think you do solely because i'm i've got remake flies so hard in the face of all this change fate stuff like sephiroth appearing on the bridge and being like you have 90 seconds to change your fate like this game to me is whether it is like it is a pseudo sequel, whether it's saying that or not. And I do think that this is like a alternate timeline thing. And it's about like, yeah, changing the fate of the cast of Final Fantasy seven. Yeah, I guess, got, I guess there's, there are literally two options here, period. And it's not whether or not they kill Aerith or not. It's whether they kill Cloud here or whether they kill Zack here. Those are literally the only two options on the table for how this ending goes. And then maybe K-Truth blows up a second time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, it's, and I'll be succinct, is just that that moment, um, if they do change your fate, like you said, that's the whole plot, the whole sort of theme of the first game is changing your fate. So they could do that. They very well, it's its own thing. It doesn't have to be exactly yeah. like Final Fantasy VII. But that was such an emotional moment. It would be kind of a bummer, I think, to miss out on that that crushing feeling of of and how we all felt when she I died. I also don't think like it's funny. It's easy to say that you are, but I don't think you're overstating what a big emotional moment it was. Aerith was on the cover of Time magazine last week. <laughs> what? What are you was talking she really? about? <laughs> yes, and they had a whole article that is the discussion we're having right now. That is, are they going to kill Aerith? Yeah, that can't be real. I'm looking. At That's one hundred percent real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but no, I I don't think they do because the whole point of this is changing the future, and you do in the first one. And I mean, so I guess I could be wrong. They could kill her now, and this is the big setback. Oh, you've tried, you've changed fate so much, but you They're couldn't change this, this one. 
and that like, could be the way they're point. going yeah. going into the end so instead of my initial thought where one of them is able to prevent it but they die instead either cloud or that's what or i Zach, was kind of thinking too th- like they could mm. just do oh we couldn't fix this one and then, I think Zach then the last disc is cloud out, and that's Zach. why you know J- which josh saying i that, don't that i don't like that thing. as much as as that much might as, be the thing zach yeah. comes back and sacrifices himself but that doesn't feel as impactful to it me doesn't. because well, you were already like, dead. I think that's an option that Zack dies here. And I think that's one of the more likely options. I just don't like it as much. What would feel more impactful to me is Cloud dying <laughs> that's and Zack replacing thinking. him I in the I think that's game. a better option or, is Cloud dying the, here and Zack taking his place for what would be disc three. I, I think or it's the, the actual better option being Zach getting the death he deserves. Or everybody dies except Zach. Sure. And it's, like, <laughs> it's and, only and, Zach. And in instead the of disc three, they just do Crisis Core remade yep. for the next one. Yep. Well, because Crisis Core was a bullshit ending. So does yeah. he get the death he deserves? I like, I'm, I'm thinking about this, and it's like, I think that they kind of put themselves. Like, it's a really fascinating question, and it kind of reminds me of, like, all of the the hype of Lost, where they asked all these questions, they said anything goes, it's and really said, exciting. And the answer be? And then they said, it doesn't matter. And, oh, well, the, the, and like, the thing was, like, when they got to the answers, the answers were not nearly as interesting as the as questions, the questions yeah. that the show Fuck posed. Fuck you, J.J. Abrams. Or, the, if, if anything... or the, the place that they could have went with it. And so, like, when I think about does Aerith die? They've kind of put themselves in a bad situation because they've well, opened the game up to be in multiple uh, universes, any multiple outcomes. If she doesn't die, the the whole impetus of the the back half of the game feels disjointed because like that is one of the big driving points for a, a, a lot of what happens is her death. Shay, um, <sighs> no, you're actually asking a really good question there because. Also, this game was already made, so the ending is already known. Yes. So, like, doing, like, the Lost thing where it's like, oh, hey, do we, you know, is the mid-ending thing already known? Like, that's... You're doing sort of the actual answer at the end. Mm. And it's like, ooh... Yeah, like that's that's the thing is like if they don't kill her for me, and I'm sure for other people that feel similarly, the impet one of the big driving factors of what happens the back half of the game or the back section of the game is kind of removed without her dying. Now, if she survives, they they have to do it in a satisfying way. And like Josh mentioned, if Zach sacrifices himself. That would feel really, really cheap if Cloud. Because he already did that. In order, yeah, it's 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 a weird situation because there there's kind of a, a crisis core rhymes because it has a big, you know, his mentor died to save him, and then he ends up dying to save somebody else at the end, sort of a thing. But that doesn't happen in this timeline so far because. We've already seen Zack wandering around in Midgar after the fact. He's True. 
he's still alive. So his big sacrifice thing, he, he I, I don't know how exactly that was resolved. Either he wasn't there or he won somehow this time. That's not really been shown so far. But regardless, Zack's alive. Mm. Frankly, I think it's most likely that Zack dies, like I was saying, because of the... Man, the timeline's all out of whack because people are doing different things these times. Problems? Zack is way further overdue for being killed. True. Than Eris yeah, is. True. true. Yeah. I like if that's the case, I'm curious like how much of Zack's storyline and plot line is gonna be interwoven into the main story. Because like obviously you get snippets here and there in the original. Now that he's alive, um, how does he get to be involved in the story? How much yeah. of that is going to be there? That's going to be a huge component of the game. And, yeah, he has to be there influencing some aspect of it. So I think it's safe to say that he's going to be somehow involved in the end of the game. Um, I think yeah. that would be a safe bet. Yeah, if but what I was saying earlier is if Cloud dies and you take over Zack for the final. See, I think that's more interesting of... for where they could go with this I, story. I agree with it being more interesting for sure. It'd be I interesting. I rub a lot see... of people the wrong way. I, I could see it yeah, exactly. Rubbing yeah, people yeah, the wrong way because like the original <sighs> is Very cloud. angry. Yeah. But I, would I think it would be bold. It. I think it would be cool and interesting, yeah. especially if they, uh, see, to see what they do with it. As long but... as they murder him with a golf club, I'm down with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would also. <laughs> yes. I, I would. I would also write uh, uh, my own my own joke into the series where at the end of part three, um, just as the final battle is starting, that's when Sid realizes that it's a different guy. Mm. Yeah, he has no idea the whole. Time. He had no idea the entire time. He thought it was still Cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that sounds about I right. I love it, but I, I, uh, I, I don't think I don't think Aerith is or Aerith is going to die. Um, which is interesting. So yeah, I, but, I also don't think so because a that makes then the what most were the dementors sense for. Well, not just that, but it makes the most sense from a storytelling perspective. She had the most personal stake with the actual story there, and yeah, they do some neat stuff with like, oh, am I really a person and whatnot with with what Cloud's doing? But a that's not that interesting and B they've explored that to fucking death because they did that as basically the whole story of the original Final Fantasy 7 and then all of Advent Children they beat the shit out of that dead horse mm -hmm. we don't need to see more of that and I think and killing also, Cloud is the most interesting option moving forward you know what we need to see more of yeah you know what we need to see more of is butts it's well, true see more butts yep see more asses but another interesting <laughs> point uh worth bringing up is like the oh will they spare like they've already given us a taste of like sparing people in beyond the zack like biggs is alive yeah yeah, yeah. like we've already seen them change fate where did jesse go she mm -hmm. was my girl true true she's gone huh? true so that that actually brings me to one of my last two questions for you guys what are you most looking forward to seeing or delving into, or what what is one of your greatest hopes uh, for there to be in Rebirth? Um, 
Morgan, I'll, I'll toss it to you first. What, like, what do you hope to see or what, what is the section you're most looking forward to or anything along those lines? Is, what, isn't there, wasn't there like a scene in no. the open world where, <laughs> where there was like a, Sephiroth killed like a giant snake and like yes yes yeah. the Midgar serpent pump. yeah that that's right be before right after the this area, time. right after the the yeah it's early game yeah yeah I always remember that part sticking through to me as a kid but I think just yeah. in general because it's cool um, it is cool it's it's a very he like very, impales it on a tree right yeah like it just yeah, yeah. it's like on I think the world that's map kind too. of doing a similar thing to the flashback again kind of showing how ridiculously overpowered he is there because yeah that yes. snake is a world boss who will rock your shit early you later. can come back and kill it much later yeah but like when the whole point of you getting the chocobos is you need them to avoid fighting that thing when you cross the marsh yeah and then he just makes easy work of it yeah so yeah. that kind of stuff i'm curious about but just uh, the one i like that it's going to be open world i think that like 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 you were saying earlier if you if you like the game the checklist stuff doesn't bother you Hence, yeah if you yeah. like far cry 5 which you should which you the should checklist the, <laughs> the checklist that's, stuff that's you know does doesn't bother me s tier so shovels just... <laughs> in that game <laughs> it, it just you know it's one of those things so like hopefully if I if I'm enjoying the game a lot, then uh, the open world stuff just sounds fun because you know the the remake was a long RPG, thirty hours or so, but it was still based on the linear portion of of the game, and sure. uh, and now everything's opening up, so that sounds fun. This is a super open portion of of the original game as well, because um, like this is this is the section where you get every single mode of transportation. Except for the airship, sans sans the high wind. But, yeah, the high, like you should start part three with the high wind. Yeah, um, but you can still get everywhere with those other modes of transportation. It's just a pain in the ass because you've got to figure out weird ways to like move around. We saw with them. the we saw the uh, the buggy in those trailer shots. Yeah, yeah. So thoughts being, we should get basically the whole world in this section. It, there should be a yeah. ton to do. Um, I think that's kind of what they're banking on. Like this is their, this is their filler episode. I, like there's a ton of stuff here that should just destroy time. In also, order to, stuff that was definitely previously yeah. optional will not be like going to Wu Tai. There's no way that's optional now. Yeah, yeah, no. Like it shouldn't have been optional before. I mean, well, Yuffie and Vincent shouldn't have been optional before, in my opinion. There's, but there's, Final there's Fantasy too much had that backstory. rich history. Yeah, exactly. There's way too much backstory there, Vincent especially. But I mean, that's even actually especially. both of them. Both of them have so much going on. Both with of what's them happening <laughs> in the, the world. In actually, for me, like that's probably the thing I'm most excited for them to get into is vincent's backstory is weird and interesting and the original final fantasy 7 does not spend a lot of time on this weird fucking mako vampire who's living in the basement of the nibelheim mansion yeah and they've got to be going into that significantly more because they've already shown wait, so much wait, from wait. dirge of cerberus are you, are you saying there is not a whole cell phone game that is solely devoted to his backstory uh, mm-hmm. Not in the United States of America. It is a uh, flip phone game. It's it, if you want to get to the the story of Vincent Valentine before Crisis, I know. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there there is a whole story ready for you if you don't live in the United States of America. <laughs> and you have a phone from 20 years ago. Um, yes. A lot of that is told in logs and, like, random bits and pieces in Crisis Core. I don't know why they would just write it on logs and not paper. It seems much yeah, easier yeah, to yeah, just write yeah, it on paper. Because yeah, yeah. we don't have the means to produce paper. Uh-huh. There are so many ways to tell this story, but and it, it they, has been they told over and over again. But anyway, point and, being, and they chose all the wrong ways. Yeah, Correct. They're rolling it into the main story, which is, I think, the you know, necessary at this point. But I will miss the charm of waking a man up out of a coffin and him being like, "My name's Vincent. I used to be a Turk." And Cloud being like, "I have no questions. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. You know what, I guys, this is kind of related to what we were talking about earlier we we're talking about uh does Aerith die you know what i think would be really funny and i think this is why all the reviewers are not liking the ending i think what ends up happening is zach comes at the moment only, saves only terrorists Aerith. the terrorists only take down tower one uh oh my god <laughs> uh, zach comes back saves Aerith, and then to celebrate he and kate sheath fuck Oh, while I, while Sephiroth stares on, I was I was gonna say what happens is uh, Zach shows up, he saves Aerith, then he gets in the high wind and takes off, and then a title card says Zach died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> I like that. I like uh, mine more. Of course, then again, they've all. I don't get this. In this whole section in the original game, they do the whole you know big black materia thing. It's so dangerous. We need to stop it. Kate Sith sacrifices himself because he's not an actual person by and then shrinking himself player. down to be inside the black materia. I'm like, oh my god, don't forget me. I'm going to be gone. He dies, and literally 30 seconds later he shows back up. Later, like, guys, I'm back! And it's, it's, it's so funny that that's like in the same 15 minutes as Aerith actually dying in, this, in the original yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That game was wacky. Yeah. I'm, wacky to backy. I'm I'm I can't wait to see how they handle that in this one. It's gonna be honestly. Hey, gonna hey be guys, Final Fantasy Seven is a fucking video game. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a video it's game true. ass video game. That's true. Uh the thing I, I would say that I'm most most looking forward to in this game, I think, is probably the whole golden saucer section. Because that was easily one of the Let's most impactful things yeah um what a for me, not, game. not only all the mini games but like the whole dying and barrett backstory that yeah. was yeah, so that is, the under the gold saucer section actually yeah. I, yeah, the I under the gold saucer that. section is yeah and I the can't, gambling i can't wait for all of that uh to I, be honest with you but like I really like the Cosmo Canyon stuff. Like, I can't wait for all that's their actually the part that stuff, I'm the most looking forward that's to. That's going to be I, I really cool see how too. they handle the Cosmo Canyon section. Oh, okay. I'll... So, so, so one thing I'm going to actually interject with that and add to that is this whole card game that's being added. Oh yeah, Queen, uh, blood, Queen of the Blood of the Queen or something like that. I think it's called Queen's Blood. Yeah, yeah. Queen's Blood. Queen... Yeah. This seems nuts. Like, people are saying it's a good card game. Mm. Triple Triad level good? Triple Triad. I don't like Triple Triad. <gasps> you don't like I Triple love Triad. Triad. We, you Bro, we've had this conversation Triad? before. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we have. We Final Fantasy fourteen has ruined Triple Triad for me. <laughs> like, oh, do they Final... have a new one in there? 
Yeah, Final it has Fantasy a new one in there, but it's also games. got, you know, a decade worth of cards at this point, and it is a lot. Um, especially since it's not built around a, you know, single-player game that you can bend the rules of in order to make them all well, make sense. So you're stuck with the weird rule sets that are all over the world that you can't then well, go and change. Um, I heard you can... Um, which, I mean, that's not bad. Like, I, I actually think it's was... a good thing, but it, it's kind of ruined the original Final Fantasy IX's yeah. version of Triple Triad for oh, me. Oh, yeah, that's true. I heard that you, if you explore, you can find booster packs and stuff, which sounds pretty addictive if you're into it, so... Yeah. I love, yeah, I'm I love not, booster I'm not packs. Into, I'm not into booster packs. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how the they're going to top... What are those uh, for? Yeah, what it game? is. I don't know what how they're going to top Fort Condor. That's the one piece TCG. Because oh. Fort Condor was excellent in Intergrade. So. Yeah. yeah, that is really. I was kind of. I didn't look into it, and I don't want to know if anyone knows the answer. I was kind of hoping that would persist. In I this. hope that comes back too. So. There's so much like extra like mini game stuff that they've added. If you watch the second like, after you finish the Junin section of the demo, it shows off um, some additional gameplay that yeah. I don't think was shown in the trailer. Okay. And it shows you driving all these different kinds of vehicles. Like you drive some kind of like jet ski, you drive some kind of like off-road vehicle and stuff like that. There's so much stuff that they're adding to this game. Um, it's exciting in, in a good way. I mean, it's, mm. it's a little bit worrisome, but it's mm. exciting. But for me, the thing I'm most looking forward to is obviously the story stuff. Yeah. The thing that worries me about that is that there's a ton to do in this section of the game already. I kind of want to mm. see these mini games just be in the Golden Saucer and not fucking everywhere. That I could, that I could that, see, because it's, it's going to kind of ruin the pacing of the main story. Yeah, like, I like, like, I'm in the mood to go fuck around, let's go to the Gold Saucer, and not every ten minutes there's a new mini game for something. And that mm. that doesn't speak to me in the same way as the story is getting a little heavy I'm going to specifically go fuck off sure yeah that's that's yeah I remember that too and obviously I don't think they're going to include it in this game but one of the other things I'm really looking forward to is how they handle the the giant weapons in the game when those are released I think that'll be in the third game obviously well yeah yeah, through being emerald but that is one of the sec like that's one of the things I'm really looking forward oh. to, and yeah. I wonder if we'll get like hints of that kind of stuff. I can't in this wait game. for the sub game. I just yeah. Oh, sub- <laughs> I just I I, I also I I lost my train of thought before. I wanted to ask you guys because I feel like we talked about this when we did the remake podcast back in the day. But while we were on the subject of uh, Kate Sheath, you know, being a robot controlled by Sang. Do we all agree Chadley is probably also a robot controlled by Sang? Uh, <laughs> well, I don't we know if he's controlled by Sang or not. Well, not Sang. Uh, Sang's the other guy. Is uh, What's his name? It is Sang. He's the one who... Is it it Sang? is Sang. I thought it was something it's with an it's R. Sang. Nope, no, it's, it's Sang. Sang. You're thinking of Reno. No, no, no. Not Reno. Reeve? Reeve. That's what I'm thinking no, of. It's, it's no, it's Sang. 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 Sang's the one who controls Kate's Eve. Yeah. I must be getting the names mixed up because I was like 90% sure that Sephiroth kills Sang. In, oh, like, I don't like anyone three. calling me. I don't like anyone calling me an idiot, so I Googled it to make sure before I opened my okay. mouth. Okay. Because for some reason, I was pretty sure that Sang dies near the end. 
of the original mm. game, but Kate Seath doesn't, so that doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. I might be um, thinking. I'm probably missing these. I'm probably mixing up Reeve and Sang is what I'm doing. More than likely. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's because they're they're very similar characters. From... They're just dudes in black suits who are. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I will say that like it's shown in the demo that Mai is like an AI program, and like there's some banter between um those two characters, Chadley and Mai, where Mai's like, I feel for you, and he's like, That's not part of your programming. And like, there's some banter there, so okay. I very well could see like Chadley. See, that's not the banter I want. The banter I want is back from Intergrade, where Chadley uses English and Yuffie doesn't quite, um, and he just shits all over her for yeah for not quite getting, you know, basic sentence structure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't that's wait fair. to see more of that. Shut her down. Yeah, that's fair. I could see it. Is what I'm saying, Rich. Yeah. In essence. Sure. I still, um, I, I, I fervently believe that. That like, well, yeah, that was our like, original decided, theory. Is that that this has got to be also you know, a robot, a, just a yeah. different robot. Mm. That if I wanted Chadley to be more upfront, and he's like, I'm a big part of Shinra's new child soldier initiative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, the last question I have for you guys, real quick, so we can end at a reasonable time. After watching the deep dive onto like the gameplay and everything they talked about at the uh, like the the huge trailer that they showed off, and playing the demo and seeing everything from there, where is your level of interest in the game as of right now? Uh, Josh, I'll throw it to you first. I'm really curious to see what they do with the story. I was really hoping they'd fix an awful lot with the combat from the first game because the combat is passable. But it's not. I still think that great. combat's phenomenal. It's really not, especially coming off of a goddamn platinum Final Fantasy game. Because I just played Final Fantasy 16, and the one thing I like, will say, the combat in that game is on a completely different plane of existence to the rest of the active time Final Fantasy combat so far. I don't actually like it as much as this. I, th- I feel like it's it got stale way quicker. The 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 thing I will give you and having you not having played the Junon section, maybe it's easy to forget this. The one weakness uh, remake rebirth combat has, I think, is it is absolutely at its best when you have a full party of three. Uh, any less than that, it feels a little bit incomplete. Well, yeah, because it's RPG combat and there's bullshit that you can't dodge. Like shit will just hit you in this game, whereas. I mean, other other than the DLC in 16, which, frankly, the Omega Weapon, fuck that boss. Like, the, the, the telegraphs are just the worst on that thing, and he does hit-and-run bullshit, so he's 200 yards away from you at all times. You, fuck that mm-hmm. boss. But other than that, the combat is so much better Did- in 16, and you should not ever take damage other than that one fight. Um, there's shit that just hits you in 7. Um and it doesn't feel good whenever you're just playing with, like, a character or two. But, oh, no, one character got taken down. It's an RPG. Who cares? I'll res them. I'll get back on my feet. It doesn't feel I as thought... good with just one or two characters. Yeah, I agree, I agree that I like the com. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy sixteen over the past week. I think I'm, like, half, probably more than halfway through the game. And I do like the combat more just just the flexibility of it and yeah um but 
I I've heard that the best way to play the Final Fantasy VII remake and the rebirth is to put it on hard. Now I'm not going to do that because I'm not a crazy person. But I hear that. Well, but you, you I agree. You can't even do that until you finish the game. Oh, they don't have the hard mode right away? The hard away? mode is just in the chapter select whenever you go back yeah, through it's at the end. Yeah, it's locked it. But it um, is more fun like that. I do agree with that. But, yeah, I mostly just it, – it depends. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of weird playing 16 and playing this back-to-back because that's yeah. what I've been doing. Lately. It's it, it, like there's no comparison. Like 16 is so much more fleshed out. Um, Frankly, it probably has a few too many movesets because – uh, they've got bosses with like strict breakpoints, like oh, there's a phase transition here, and they won't let you damage it past it. And if you're good at the game, mm-hmm. you can do just ridiculous burst windows when you stagger an enemy that are way higher than those phase transitions will let you do. Um, so you'll 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 hit the damage cap, and your damage will just stop doing anything, uh, which feels really weird in 16 when you hit those spots. Um, too powerful. Yeah, yeah, too powerful. But also, the game has an even harder mode and a new game plus that allows you to turn everything, you know, tune everything way, way up, um, which is cool. And also allows you to upgrade a completely different set of gear, like your accessories and stuff, in order to tweak it mm-hmm. even more. It's cool. It's it's a way more fleshed out combat system because, again, Platinum helped made this make this thing like somebody they who knows did? how to make action that. games yeah 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 platinum help with Final Fantasy 16 yeah platinum and the kingdom hearts 4 team helped work on the combat in this game well not in this game in in final fantasy 16 um don't say made up sentences like kingdom hearts 4 yeah <laughs> i was just let's say josh you sold me on the plot well i'm already playing the game well they, they said like, it was they, the team they that was working on four that. so they anyway. wouldn't do that to us hmm yeah, they're just they're different. They're they're yeah. beautiful in their own ways. But I, well, yeah, seven, it is weird seven it is an back. RPG that's just way more action focused, whereas sixteen is an action game that you know the story and everything else is RPG focused. Did you guys all do like a big Final Fantasy sixteen podcast sort of a thing? We've not mm-hmm. we've not done a big podcast on that because Shay is just now getting his PS five, so. We we may oh, get to that, but yes, that's true. Yeah, only one seventy-hour RPG at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Sp- speaking of that, oh, Mr. sorry, he's playing mind. like ten thousand, ten thousand RPGs. What is your what is your level of interest in this game as of right now? Play the rebirth. Yes. It's extremely high, actually. I feel like this series is justifying its revive like the revival mm. like final fantasy 7 came out like in what 1997 97 yeah it is justifying it, it it's re, it's resurgence it's it's pretty impressive yeah. like the longevity that this game has had um in modern day media like it's it's pretty impressive like Granted, there have been obviously other games and entried in like Dirge of Cerberus, Crisis Core, Advent Children being the movie, but it's pretty impressive that it's yeah. been able to it has had this much staying power for this. It long. has it has no right actually. 
Like, you know what? They they have had so many missteps. If you look at, like, fucking Advent Children, like, and Advent Children is coming back into theaters in America. Yeah. Japan as well. Uh, you know, this month, like, that's a bad movie. It, yeah, it, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty movie, and it's a fun movie, but it's a bad movie. Yeah, it's sure. a pretty good phone commercial. It's, <laughs> it's it, like, it's, but, yeah. Is it even know, a movie? But, you know, so you yeah. say, is it a good phone movie in terms of the flip phone shit? Like, yeah, it's not that good. It, it was also the bad. first time we got to go, what the fuck, Kate Sheath is Scottish? <laughs> but it was like porn, but for Final Fantasy VII fans at the time, I'm telling you, it was like pornographic because it was so fucking gorgeous yeah. and fun to watch. But And plus we were in the theater straight up jorking it. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you this as someone who saw the uh, they Alec were Baldwin, they, as someone who saw the Alec Baldwin Final Fantasy movie in theaters. I get, uh, yeah, baby, Spirits, Spirits Within. <laughs> yeah, that's Spirits a much within. better movie than everyone gives it credit that for. That movie is, is pretty. It is pretty and nothing else. It, uh, it, uh, no, uh, that's I, got a much better story going on than <laughs> Advent Children. I, I didn't see I, one phone in that movie, John. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it's a much better story than Advent Children. What a horrible argument. I, I feel like if they didn't if they there's didn't a, have there's Final almost Fantasy, no phone advertisements in this movie. If they hadn't put the name Final Fantasy on that movie, Spirits Within, it would have been received a lot better. But no, also I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Because it was Final Fantasy, people were like, What the fuck was that? Yeah. It was just Mark, a good sci fi movie. But you and I don't yeah, know no. each other. You and I yeah. don't know each other. I, I'm old enough where I saw that in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, Same. I did too. It, it, yeah. So you know what? You and I share a thing that I at least know Rich can. I, that's how I got my dad to go see it. This Final Fantasy movie. I was going to say, I saw that. I saw and that, that and that's why too. he no longer loves you. So, it's, <laughs> or trust your taste in movies. Oh, come on. There's plenty of reasons Morgan's dad no longer loves him. Oh, wait, wait. I, I, would, I, I thought you were talking about one that my, my dad no longer loves me. And no. I was going to say, that's because he can't remember you. Yeah, he, he is in a nursing home with dementia. Like, oh, just, took a dark, just took a dark zing. Zing. <laughs> We got one of our, we got one of our classic dark twist. We got one of dark our classic raised dad brain is melting jokes. I think. <laughs> I this is the I, the last thing I'd want to say succinctly, Shay, because I think that I know you're trying to wrap this up. And um, I, if anyone listened to our podcast back in the day, they followed Sword Chomp in there. I was pretty critical of Final Fantasy VII remake, um, and and I told you that I look back on that and I think that I was way too critical. But there's a couple reasons I figured out why briefly, and that's just I for whatever reason I as an adult really enjoy the Ivalis uh, or Valis Final Fantasies. Like my favorite Final yeah. Fantasy is 12. I like Final Fantasy eight a lot. Um, oh, yeah. Like I like the ones that are a little darker, a little grittier. I love Final Fantasy tactics, um, those worlds. And like I had the kind great. of, I hate, 12 I had so much. Uh, I know van. I know all about your thing with van, God, he but sucks. I, I love, I love, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. You can hate it and I can love it. We can both exist we can, in yeah. that world. You can be wrong. It's uh, cool. <laughs> I like being wrong. It's fun. Um, <laughs> it's fun to be wrong. Try it sometime, Rich. Uh, I do it all the time. 
But so yeah, I had to kind of transition my brain to like, hey, this is a much sillier Final Fantasy. This is basically anime, and it's gonna be gorgeous, and it's gonna, f- it's gonna have fun fucking with the nostalgia of what is one of the most influential games ever made. And I had to kind of shift my mentality, and I think I, it was tough for me coming off of the more serious Final Fantasies and just where I was in my life at that point. Yeah. And then when I went back and played Seven, I was like, oh, this shit's silly as fuck. So. Um, I think as long as I get my my headspace there, I I should be able to. Enjoy. And I'm replaying the remake right now, so. Yeah, mm. that's dope. That's dope. Um, I obviously goes without saying I'm very high on this game. I am. I have slight concerns over bloat in this game because of how much stuff they're adding. But yeah, it's all optional, and it's on me. To turn some of that stuff you off. You know, there's no such thing as an op- optional side quest for Shay Layton. Yeah, dude. I, I, <laughs> I what what, what are you time. talking about, Shay? You, you, you guys got me pegged. You're doing all of them. I'm doing. I'm doing well, all we're the things. Peg you all, right? yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> pegging, but I I um I'm a little Peggy bit concerned 12. about bloat. But overall, I'm very excited for this game. Um, I like Josh said, I'm very excited to see where the story goes. And um, the kind of the kind of the things that they were going to change because we debated that to death back in the day, like the changes yeah. that they made, what kind of impact that's going to have. We are a week away from experiencing what that impact is going to be. So I think that's the thing I'm most looking forward to besides like some of my favorite scenes <laughs> from the original being rendered in current graphics. I'm yeah. very excited for that. Um just the scale of everything, yeah. Obviously, it's a day one purchase for me. I'm very, very excited for it. Seventy dollars, ninety dollars if you're getting the uh, special edition that includes. And you know I am, girl. The magic pot summon some. How do you of afford this shit, Rich? <laughs> why, why, why would you do, do that instead of? I don't have children. Yeah, yeah you That's should your answer. Why well, anyway? Yes, that's yeah, I, I would have gotten the one that has the uh, PS5 version. I also don't buy that many it. games anymore, Morgan. Yeah. Well, I thought you just said you bought Helldivers and Yakuza, uh, Helldivers Yakuza is... Infinite Wealth. Yeah, yes, but like right now, these are like I probably won't buy another game for like six months after Final Fantasy passes. So it's a hot, a hot streak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm super excited, but. Uh, are there any final thoughts, things that we didn't get out that anybody wants to mention here before we call it for the night? Hmm. The floor is open to anyone. No, who's... it's it's minor thing, but I was much more up on. Oh, they're doing something different with the story. Whenever the hmm. original remake came out. Um, hmm. I am way less on board with that now after seeing a, a, a few other franchises try and completely whiff on this concept with uh, adaptations okay. that are that are going in a different direction than the original work. Um, I still think they can do something interesting with it, but like we were mentioning in that how will how will it end section. I think it's more likely that they'll do something that's less interesting than what it could be. I see what you're saying there because yeah, like yeah. 
I, I like when I think of the remake. You remember that section towards the end of the game? Yeah, I was way more high on that and, than anyone else and, at the time, and I'm I'm and less there, so now. I like I like it almost too. died. Yeah, and we were like, oh shit, fake okay, died. Really, anything could happen. Yeah, I like they are say they are saving all these people that were supposed to die or presume. Probably, I hope that there's some more like high risk stuff that happens as well. To be fair, yes. it did lead, no, it did lead to my favorite joke about Final Fantasy VII remake, which was the worst part about Final Fantasy VII remake was the Dementors. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> they were. No, I agree with you, Shay. Like all you're saying, like ri- about risk. If yeah. if you have a chance to do anything you want to do with the story because of what they're saying, but you just take the easy road out, it. Mm, yeah, it's it's going to be lame. And I, I yeah. that's my like when you were mentioning in that uh, end section, Morgan, about how all these podcasts are miffed about the end of the ending of the game. I'm really concerned they're going to take the safe way, save, save everyone kind of thing. And I really hope that doesn't happen, because as much as I love these characters, I have the original there. I have that original story. Yeah. I hope they yeah. take some risks. Yeah for better or worse and Take, i hope we see yeah. some something different well mainly don't it. set up all this like intrigue of like ooh, are things gonna go the same way this time and then do nothing with it right yeah ex- exactly. Ex- exactly like this is the <laughs> major turning point you you've given the given us the premise this is a new world this is a different you teased story us with stuff it. can change if you don't deliver on it then what's the point yeah. i actually have one actual idea about that and i actually want to echo a kotaku article which i don't normally echo um there was during the um trailers about ff7 rebirth Mm. the trailer we got about Aerith, she has her hair down Mm. it's not it's not okay it's not Which, the hair up, Aerith. Well, also that kind of has something to do with the ribbon that may or may not have been cut at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. That, yeah, that's what I'm talking. About. Yeah, yeah. And she says like, "Oh, so spoiler alert. Yeah, let me give you the white materia. Let me save the world and save you." So I feel like that actually has a lot to do with that. And there was a Kotaku article where that is that is actually the Aerith of the previous FF7 timeline. And I'm like, oh, shit, that kind of makes sense. Mm. Maybe. Potentially. You know what? We'll know soon. There's so so much. Exactly. It's so much shit. Mm, Will we all just be sitting here being like, fuck, my brain hurts when this is all said and done? Oh, I'll be back in these seeds talking about it again. Nine months months right now, we're going to be like, well, fuck. (laughs) I'm going to be curious. Like, I'm going to be dead in nine months. Stop. Um, Stop thinking so cavalierly. You're not allowed to be dead. I thought you were going to say optimistically. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm gonna be actually, curious. Like it, my head is where I, what I led with, and I <laughs> stuff. Like, that's why. That's why I led with. Um, I'm gonna be curious where we're all gonna be at in the next week or two, or next two weeks. Obviously, we will 
I think almost all of us will have di- dove in. Uh, dove into, I, I swear I speak English. Uh, dove into the game to some we'll degree. We'll have dove that into that by. We're down. Well, I tell you, boy, we're gonna dove right in. We are. <laughs> well, I say it. I say. <laughs> you on about? You on about? Speaking of which, speaking of that accent, for some reason, the original translation made uh, Dio have a uh, a foghorn leghorn accent. Uh, in, in beautiful. The, you know the 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 uh, like the leader of the gold saucer. Yes. I can't wait oh. to hear his foghorn leghorn voice. That there you go. That's the in, thing you're in, most in, looking in full to. high definition. I forgot that that guy's name is Dio. So now every time I see him, I'm just like Zawaldo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so I, I'm gonna be curious, that, like in a few weeks, what our what our general impressions are, and I imagine that we're gonna wanna sit down and talk about this game specifically in a few weeks time so for sure uh, yeah yeah i'm pretty much letting people know that won't be the main episode like it was this this month um that'll be something we'll kind of do on the side and we'll get back to talking about other games besides final fantasy 7 but um you know on the eve of this game dropping and this is just the time we could get everybody together um that's the episode we made this month but i imagine we're going to do a separate rebirth show next month and then um we'll be back to our normal schedule so i'm excited to see what the discourse is going to be in two weeks time about this game what what the general population's impressions are going to be so fuck the general population they have shitty takes general population i mean we're all a part of that general population general population (laughs) (laughs) there it is all right Let's get out of here. I know, Rich, you got to get going. You have to fly over to Japan tomorrow. Yeah, you keep counting on that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see you come here. So, Where are you actually flying to? None of your business. I'm not saying that on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, we'll, we'll tell you off the air. We'll tell you, yeah. I know exactly where he's going. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. He hasn't even told me. Fucking ominous. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It's not hell. It's not that hard to get, Shay. That's right. Tuscaloosa. Disney World. Oh, cool. Parts unknown. Yeah. yeah. But I want to say course. thank you to Josh, Rich, and Ray for being here because you guys are contractually obligated. I want to especially thank Morgan for being here because he's not contractually obligated. So thank you for stopping by, Morgan. Wait, was Morgan here? Thank you. If people want to check out your other stuff, your other content, can you tell them where they can go? Yeah, what's your OnlyFans link? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, just for fun, Blue Chess Gaming on Instagram, but right now I'm a contractor for hire. I'm flying solo, um, basically, so... Hmm. Maybe you'll catch me here from time to time, but if you want to follow my terrible takes, just go to Loot Chess Gaming on Instagram, and you can, I got lots of crap for you there. <laughs> lots of it. And I mean crap when I say crap. <laughs> it's absolute crap on the crap. You go, yeah, man, we've heard it. It's dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Not dog just shit. Like, just, just, like this, just like this yeah. podcast. It's not dog shit. 
Rich. It's, it's crap. not quite there. Crap. Fuck There's you, different... Shay. You're dog shit. There's tears to the fecal metaphors. Thank you. Sure. Fecal tears. Speaking of which, my dog's Cry getting very tears. old and incontinent and was trying to jump back up the stairs to get inside the house and, you know, after I'd let him out and didn't quite make it. He, he was jumping up the stairs and, you know, an additional turd just jumped right out of his butt while he was doing it. <laughs> well, we've all been the, there. the other day. And yeah, so I had, to, I had to go clean that off the stairs when he was done. He's, he's just, yeah, he's getting to that age. Uh, yeah, let's I, get out of here. Yeah. I got an additional turd I got to drop too, so we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's take off on that note. All right. Uh, I was your host, Shay. I didn't even introduce myself. I, I just realized that the whole podcast. Holy shit, that was Shay the whole time. Wow. I used yeah. to do that all the time. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the curse of the host. The mystery yeah. man. Yeah. The voice. Thank you, guys. We'll be back again soon with another episode of the Chompcast. Thank you so much. Rich, send it off. That's what we say. Oh, shit. I should have recorded this. Just take it all back to one. Yeah, just I would just